When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, episode 155, which I'm calling Pucker Factor. I have a shout out for the person that made a donation to the OFNT Podcast. My podcast hosting service keeps the name of Donors Anonymous, so I can't shout you out by name, but I want you to know I really appreciate it. Tech news. SpaceX, Tesla, and Twitter owner Elon Musk says he's developing a chat GPT competitor. Not much more was revealed, but hey, competition is good, right? I guess we can look forward to the battle of artificial intelligence bots. Maybe we can have a televised battle between them all. May the best bot win. Let's hope they just don't start talking to each other and form some kind of anti-human alliance. What I think we'll see is a fragmentation of users. Some people will use Google's Bard. Some will prefer Microsoft Chat GPT, while others will swear by whatever Musk comes up with. It will be a reflection of our current society. I'm not going to use any of them if I can help it. Continuing with artificial intelligence bots, a company named Futuri has introduced a product called Radio GPT. This is aimed at so-called small market radio stations, but I can see a day when all radio stations of all sizes will use it. What Radio GPT aims to do is completely automate radio stations. The company states that its AI can provide up to three voice personalities, either male or female, who can interact with each other. It can see your music playlist and comment about the song and artists. It can talk about what's happening in your local market. It can talk about weather and traffic. It can take and respond to listener phone calls. What? And it can post to the radio social media accounts and just about everything a human would do in the day-to-day operations of a radio station. This means no disc jockeys, producers, program managers, etc. I guess transmitter and other maintenance tasks are safe for now. I don't know about you, but I think the charm of terrestrial radio is the human element. Perhaps these big-moneyed back celebrity podcasts will follow suit. 
is already possible because of apps like Descript, which can learn your voice and generate an audio file for a written script. Heck, even small-time podcasts can do this if the host can pony up the at least $12 per month subscription price. Well, it's interesting times we're living in. Google's Pixel Watch received an update recently, which enabled the smartwatch to have fall detection. This feature is supposed to detect when you've fallen and be able to contact emergency services if the wearer wants or can't do it. Apple's watch has had this feature for a while now. Hopefully Google's implementation works better than Apple's. I've actually had a fall last winter and the watch failed to detect it. And it was a real fall my butt hard event. However, my Apple Watch's fall detection has triggered during runs on treadmills and while swinging around the old kettlebells during workouts. The fall detection feature, along with the hand-washing timer, though well-intentioned, are useless in my experience in their current form. Microsoft's upcoming Windows 11 operating system will feature an upgrade to its Phone Link app, which will allow you to send and receive Apple iMessages on your Windows PC. This is a pretty big deal, as many iPhone users don't get sucked into the Apple ecosystem like yours truly and still use Windows-based computers. Now, Android users have enjoyed this messaging feature on their Windows PCs for years now. If this feature works as advertised, it could be a game changer. Now, it won't make people like me switch back to Windows-based computers, but it could prevent current iPhone users from going all in on Apple like I have. <laughs> if you haven't realized, this year's Mobile World Congress was held last week in Spain. Unlike pandemic times, China. this was a fully blown MWC. This year's event was dominated by augmented and virtual reality gear and the company Huawei who are valiantly, or should I say desperately, fighting the worldwide sanctions against it. Huawei is basically an entity of the Communist Party of China, so it's a safe bet that they'll survive at least as long as the party itself does. The only company that caught my attention was Nokia, or at least the company that bought the right to use the name Nokia. One of the company's lower-end phones, the G22, was created with a partnership with the people over at iFixit, who have a very successful YouTube channel and are staunch advocates for ease of repair and for purchasers being able to fix their own hardware. You'll be able to purchase the tools and parts you'd need to repair the G22 in the event it breaks directly from Nokia. For a fumble-fingered, non-mechanically inclined person like myself, this would have no value. But to someone who is or can't afford to get their phone repaired at a shop, this is a real good deal. Other than that, there wasn't really much that interested me from this event, and judging from the coverage given to the MWC and the tech press, not many others, at least in the U.S., were either. Since Apple, Samsung, and Google started doing their own announcements and hosting their own events, the Mobile World Conference has been a shell of its former self, in my opinion. Gone are the days when the original Nokia and HTC, remember them, no. used to have competing big announcements which made the event that much more exciting. I miss those times. Do you? Former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey has released his Twitter competitor app, Blue Sky, in an invite-only beta form this week. 
This Week in Tech showed the UI of the app, and it looks and functions almost exactly like Twitter. The difference is that Blue Sky is a so-called federated service, much like Mastodon, where instead of one central server feeding everything, multiple servers feed the service. I'll check Blue Sky out when it's available to me and let you know how it goes. And in regards to Twitter, have you noticed the bad press it has been getting lately? Judging by these articles, you think that the social media platform isn't functioning and when it is, only contains tweets by right-wing hate speech spewing multiphobes. Well, all I can say is, it doesn't seem that way in my brief experiences on it. I remember Twitter when it was first started before the elite media and the whacked-out activists took over when it was still a civil place. I don't think we'll ever see it get back to being that way. Tech I'm using. I've changed up my workout routine a bit lately. I'm still using my indoor cycle along with the Peloton app, but I only take a Peloton class a few times a week. What I do now is use the Peloton app's track feature, which lets you just do your own thing while the app tracks your metrics. You know, things like your heart rate and calories. I find I can use music as my motivation in lieu of having someone telling me what to do. I actually get a better workout that way for some reason. I have a weird metabolism that only I know how to get going, I guess. I listen to heavy metal music while exercising, and while I have a multitude of music streaming apps to choose from, I find the Pandora app to be the best for my uses anyway. I use the free tier of Pandora where you set up what they call radio stations and the service picks the songs. What surprised me is that the songs that are picked for me are perfect for the task at hand. Do you use music while exercising? If you do, what service do you use? Let me know. I've managed to find a proper shock mount for my ElectroVoice RE320 microphone I use for this show. I was using a shock mount for another model of microphone, which I modified to work, but it really wasn't doing the job. There are always sounds from me bumping the mic or tapping on the desk while recording an episode. So I decided to do something about it. I had three choices. The first was ElectroVoice's own model, the 309A, which used to cost $99, but now goes for $141 and two clones, the RA SSM BC-10, which used to cost $89, but now goes for $108. The RA is the one you see most broke podcasters using because it's cheaper. The third and now cheapest clone, which happens to be the one this broke podcaster chose, is a new entry and was a reasonable $69, and even that was up from the $59 price tag it had when I first saw it last week. It's branded as H&A and is imported and sold by Adorama, a store located in New York City. I used to purchase 35mm cameras from them back in what I hear people refer to as The Day. My children and young people in general refer to that era of my life as Ancient Times. Anyway, all three most likely come from the same factory in China. Well, at least the two clones do. What sets the H&A apart from the other two is that it comes fully assembled. The others come unassembled and resemble a jigsaw puzzle when you first open the box, and judging by the amount of YouTube videos on how to put them together, must be complicated to do so. Now, I'd like to say that I knew the H&A model came assembled, but I'd just be lying to you. I was pleasantly surprised when I opened the box and saw it all ready to go. I still had a problem with it, though. 
The rear of the microphone is inserted into a rubber gasket at the back of the shock mount. The RE20 microphone itself has a small metal pin that protrudes on its rear that locks it into that gasket. After the mic is inserted, you tighten the gasket with a screw for a secure fit. My problem was that no matter what I did, I couldn't get the mic completely through that gasket. After numerous attempts, I noticed that the gasket itself wasn't lined up properly, forcing me to use a screwdriver to align it. Even then, I had to use a lot of force to finally get the mic to seat right. The shock mounts for the RE series of mics are ungainly. The mount itself sits on a huge U-shaped piece of sheet metal and is much bigger and uglier than shock mounts for other microphones. I thought it might be too big for my setup, but it turned out that it fits just right, allowing me to place the mic level with my mouth. It's much more convenient and comfortable for me to record now. I just can't believe how much these things have gone in price lately, though. Inflation is really getting out of control these days. Come on, man. Well, it's time for a break. You may or may not hear an ad. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Some sad entertainment news. Actor Tom Sizemore, whose movie credits include Saving Private Ryan, Black Hawk Down, Pearl Harbor, and other blockbusters, has died after suffering a stroke causing a brain aneurysm. Mr. Sizemore never fulfilled his potential as an actor, falling into drug addiction with his last arrest for possession coming just in 2019. After starring in many hit movies at the beginning of his career, he was mainly what is referred to as a B-movie star. I always enjoyed him in the movies he appeared in. What a shame. Rest in peace, Mr. Sizemore. Godspeed.
podcast news. Podcast hosting service Spreaker has decided to go free of charge. Spreaker was or is considered a premium host, but has probably felt pressure from Spotify's Anchor and other competitors who offer free tiers. While it may seem tempting to jump over to these so-called free hosting services, just remember, if the product is free, you are the product, meaning they will sell your data and make their money putting ads on your show, which you won't be paid much for, if at all. Another thing to consider is that many free hosting services have gone out of business over the years, and especially recently. This week, I was going to run down the list of nominees for the upcoming Ambie Awards, which are given out by the Podcast Academy, and make some snarky remarks about them. But you'd probably be bored hearing about them, and to be honest, I'd be bored telling you about them. I plan on watching the Podcast Academy's live stream, which I think takes place on March 7th, so I'll hold my thoughts and snark back until then. Some episodes back, I promised that I would provide audio samples from my G-branded micro-recorder. Well, I haven't gotten around to doing that yet, as I've been too busy watching YouTube. I promise to have them by next episode. That is, if I can tear myself away from watching YouTube. It's story time. So sit back and listen to another tale from the brain archives of old Uncle Jim. That is, while he can still remember things. The title of this week's story is Pucker Factor. Have you ever heard the term Pucker Factor? It seems it originated and was used during the Vietnam conflict and refers to the involuntary clenching of the muscles located within one's anus. It is a reaction to fear. I always got a kick out of the term while reading various accounts of the Vietnam conflict, whose authors usually assigned a number depending on the level of fear they were experiencing. For example, Pucker Factor 10 described the maximum amount of sense danger, while a Pucker Factor of 3 would be considered a lower level of fear. I'd never experienced this effect, even while being in a Scud missile attack and under small arms fire during the Gulf War. I guess these attacks happened too quickly to experience, or to remember experiencing, a pucker factor. While I was a member of the military, I spent a lot of time in the Republic of Korea, better known as South Korea. Every year, well, at least back then, a large combat exercise is staged, involving multiple branches of both the U.S. and Republic of Korea's military. It was called Team Spirit, and yes, the title preceded the Nirvana song of the same name. <clears throat> it was during my last assignment to Korea at Osan Air Base in 1991 when I actually experienced a pucker factor during the Team Spirit exercise of that year. I was assigned to the 38th ARS, the ARS standing for Air Rescue Squadron, which was recently changed from ARRS, which stood for Air Rescue and Recovery Squadron, before the powers that be settled on RSQ, 
which I guess is short for Rescue Squadron. The 38th was my favorite unit of all the others I was ever assigned to. The helicopter pilots were very, and excuse the pun, down to earth compared to their fighter jet brethren, and our commander was as funny and entertaining as any stand-up comedian and made the monthly commander's call seem like a must-attend event. Because of the squadron's mission, we had the best-stocked armory on Osan. Besides the standard-issued M4 rifles, we had access to weapons like the then-rare night vision goggles, sniper rifles, and light anti-tank weapons. The crowning weapon was what was called a minigun, officially the M134. Now, the minigun is a six-barreled rotary machine gun which fires two to 6,000 rounds per minute. Think of it as a modern version of the old Wild West Gatling gun. Of course, we were loaded up with blanks. The U.S. Army would attack the base, attempting to overrun it, with referees monitoring the action. The most feared opponents, though, were the Korean Marines and Special Forces. Those guys were rumored to be so tough, they even had muscles in their fecal matter. Their mission was to capture the armories of all the squadrons defending the base. The exercise kicked off one afternoon with a terrorist attack on the main entrance and escalated from there. I drew the night shift, well, of course I would, and joined my fellow airmen on the perimeter we had set up around our squadron. The elite pararescue men, who are called PJs, set up a perimeter around the squadron's armory, which was contained in its own building, and it was set a little bit away from the main buildings. It was facing an empty field. The night passed somewhat quietly, with sporadic gunfire until just after one o'clock in the morning, or for you military guys out there, o one hundred. At that time, the sound of steady volumes of gunfire started and continued to increase until, though still distant, grew louder and louder. This would be the main assault. The radio came to life with reports of various areas of the base being overrun and reports of helicopters landing Korean troops on the flight line who were attacking the armories. As time went on, the sounds of the gunfire got closer and closer, and of course, louder as the enemy force seemed to be closing in on our perimeter. Though my brain knew it was only an exercise, my body didn't seem to, as I felt first my butt cheeks tighten, and then came the pucker factor. Realizing this, I marveled at finally experiencing it. This somewhat euphoric feeling didn't last long as the radio warned of an incoming helicopter in our area, shortly followed by the close sound of gunfire and a minigun to our rear near the armory. The lieutenant sent some troops from the perimeter to the armory, while the rest of us waited at, at the perimeter. Suddenly, the volume of gunfire slowed and then finally stopped. The radio advised us that the assault appeared to be over, and it turned out that it was. Turning in our weapons after being relieved at six that morning, we were briefed that the Korean Special Forces had landed near our armory, but were repelled, and that we were the only squadron who hadn't had our armory taken. Later on, we got the details of what really had happened. Two PJs equipped with night vision goggles were stationed on the roof of the armory and saw the approaching helicopter and was able to alert everyone. They kept the Koreans under observation until they were very close and opened up fire with miniguns and everything they had. After a while, the referee declared that the Korean forces had been successfully repelled. That year's team spirit exercise ended suddenly because of a incident, but hey... That's a story for another time.
the music is playing as episode 155 fades into the evening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you. If you like what you heard, you can make a donation using the link in the show notes. Any and all donations will be very appreciated. You can always reach me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. I'd enjoy hearing from you. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Thanks for listening. But now, it's time to get off my lawn. I'm out. Stay skeptical. See ya. time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.